Have y'all ever been um, invited to go somewhere, and for uh, some reason um, you just decided, no, you didn't want to do that, or it was too much trouble, um, and then later you heard about how wonderful the event was, or um, how, how great it was, and you kind of wish you had accepted the invitation. Any of you ever experienced that? No? Okay. Are you all awake? Okay. Just checking. Well, you know, um, I think sometimes, we, we, we've been now, what, five weeks, six weeks in looking at the Sermon on the Mount. I think sometimes we hear this sermon by Jesus, and maybe even you hear messages every Sunday uh, that are shared by Kobe or I. Uh, sometimes we hear messages in a way that, that is like, you better do this, or you better, um, rather than as an invitation. And I think in reality that Jesus in this sermon is not telling folks, live your life this way. He's inviting people into a certain way of life. Because the way that we live our life in this world makes a difference. And it not only makes a difference in our lives and our eternal destiny, but it makes a difference in the lives of people who inhabit this world with us. I wonder how many folks listen to Jesus' Sermon on the Mount um, and did not respond to his invitation. Today we're going to read from chapter 7, uh, the last half of, the, uh, of chapter 7, and we're going to um, read how Jesus concludes and the invitation that Jesus made to those first hearers and the invitation he makes to us today. And so beginning in chapter 7, verse 13, hear these words. Go in through the narrow gate. The gate that leads to destruction is broad and the road wide, so many people enter through it. But the gate that leads to life is narrow and the road is difficult, so few people find it. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you dressed like sheep, but inside they are vicious wolves. You will know them by their fruit. Do people get bunches of grapes from thorny weeds, or do they get figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, and every rotten tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a rotten tree can't produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, you will know them by their fruit. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will get into the kingdom of heaven. Only those who do the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many people will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name and expel demons in your name and do lots of miracles in your name? Then I'll tell them, I've never known you. Get away from me, you people who do wrong. 
Everybody who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise builder who built a house on bedrock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the wind blew and beat against the house. It didn't fall because it was firmly set on bedrock. But everybody who hears these words of mine and doesn't put them into practice will be like the fool who built a house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the wind blew and beat against that house. It fell and was completely destroyed. When Jesus finished these words, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he was teaching them like someone with authority and not like the legal experts. Everyone with ears to hear, hear the word of God and respond this day. I can't help thinking as I hear the end of that, the crowds were amazed. I wonder even if they stood up and gave Jesus a standing ovation and applauded and said, right on, right on. And then as they all departed, I can't help but think that many of them walked right past the narrow gate, back onto the broad path holding on tight to their prejudice, refusing to let go of their hatred, fostering an attitude of an unforgiving spirit, ever ready to retaliate and get even with anybody who wronged them, continuing in their effort to serve both God and wealth and status and prestige. Embracing the teaching of an upside-down world rather than embracing the teaching of Jesus. Because you know, if if we're familiar with the Gospel, we know that the crowds certainly don't exhibit later in Matthew that they actually began to put into practice what Jesus had taught. It seems like they heard His words and yet they chose not to accept His invitation. And I really firmly believe that these words are an invitation. Jesus says, enter the narrow gate. Beware of the broad path. Not because if you take the broad path, God will punish you, but because the broad path leads to destruction. The broad path leads to a broken world and an upside-down world because it is the path that just goes along and follows the flow. Jesus' invitation is to look for the narrow gate and to be willing to walk on a more difficult road. Now, I don't know about you, we we love to go hiking. We love to go hiking, and we love to go to the Smoky Mountains. And if you've ever been to the Smoky Mountains, you know there's some paths that that are paved and broad and wide, and and everybody goes to them, and indeed, uh, they lead to some beautiful sights. But really, on those paths, you don't have to think much about it. You just kind of follow along with the rest of the crowd, and, and you don't really pay attention to what's around you because there's so many other people around you, and, and you get to the site, and it's a beautiful site. But there are other paths 
There are other paths that are a little bit more narrow, a little bit more rocky. Paths where you really have to pay attention to what you're doing and how you're traveling. See, in part, I think that's part of what Jesus is saying in this picture, in this invitation. So often in this world, we just choose a broad path, the path that everybody else is taking, the path of this upside-down world, and we don't necessarily think about where we're going, why we're even going where we're going, or our behavior along the way. But, but Jesus invites us to a more narrow path, a more difficult path, a path that requires us to be more intentional about what we're doing and who we are and how we exist in the world. He invites us along this path that requires us to reflect deeper on life and not just live life on the surface. Never allowing the Spirit to touch us in the depths of our being. Jesus says, avoid the broad path because it leads to destruction. It keeps contributing to the brokenness of this upside-down world. Instead, he says, look for the narrow path. It may be more difficult. It may require more of you, but it is a path to life. Real life. Now, the good news, I think, is that uh, this, this narrow path that Jesus invites us on, if we find that we've walked down the, the broad path and we've made a mistake, we don't have to turn around and walk all the way back to the fork. Because I think along the broad path, Jesus has signs and people along the way saying, psst, psst, this way, get off the broad path and, and take this little dinky path here. It'll take you from the broad to the narrow. It'll take you along a path in which you will discover life in its fullness. And so that's one invitation I think that Jesus gives in this passage. I think the other, the other invitation Jesus gives is beware of false teachers. Beware of those people who are going to tell you that the message that I just delivered to you is hogwash. Love your enemies? Forget that. Don't return evil with evil? Forget that. Everybody knows that that just makes you a doormat. Jesus is saying, beware of those false teachers that will lead you astray. Beware of the teachers who will say, no, you really can worship God and wealth and comfort and prestige and status. You really can have it both ways. He's saying, beware of those false teachers who say that your faith and your religion is all about Rules and external behaviors.
Beware of the ones who, who, who teach that we just need to know what the rules are. We just need to know what the minimum is so that ah, when, we get to he- when, when we die, we can go to heaven. He's saying beware of them because they will lead, they'll lead us down the broad path. They'll lead us down a road that, that when time comes we will discover that we really never knew the heart of God. We'll discover that we really never opened ourselves up to God's deep abiding presence in our lives. Because in reality, all we were trying to do is to live up to some standards in our own power and being. All we cared about was, is there some magic words that I can say so that I can be assured of when I die, I go to heaven. Jesus says there will be people who say, Lord, Lord, I've given messages for you and I have done good deeds for you. And yet, he says, I haven't known you. Beware of the false teachers who make religion seem like it's about rules because Jesus is telling us it's about relationship. It is about knowing God and allowing God to know us. It is about opening ourselves up so that God knows us at deep and intimate levels so that the Spirit can work within us to to get rid of all the muck that is surrounding this beautiful image that God created us to be. Jesus wants us to know that going down this narrow path is not just about do's and don'ts, but it's about who we are doing life with and having the assurance that God is with us. And then finally, Jesus invites people to build a house on solid bedrock rather than on a sandy foundation. Because see, the reality of living in this upside-down world is that storms and trials will come to all of us. And if we built this beautiful house that looks good on the outside, on sandy ground, when the storms come, the house will collapse. When we build our faith or our life on this idea that nothing bad will ever happen to us if we trust in God, or or we build it on this foundation that we think that God is some uh, super judge that's just waiting to zap us when bad things happen, our world will fall apart. When we hear Jesus' teaching, and we don't even try to put them in practice through the power of the Holy Spirit. We are setting ourselves up for a fall. Jesus says the solid bedrock 
is to hear the words I have shared and put them into practice. Not because if you don't, I'm going to come along and wipe you out. But because if we put them into practice, we will go counter to this upside-down world. We will indeed bring more harmony into the world. We will indeed bring the love of Christ into this world. And even when the storms come, our faith and our life will remain solid. And even if it seems to fall apart, we can trust that God is with us and God will help us rebuild and be restored and renewed. Do you hear Jesus' invitation today? Do you hear his invitation? Don't take the broad and wide path. When you stop and think about it, you know where it leads. It gives us more of the same. Brokenness and hatred and violence. Don't follow false teachers. Follow the teachings of Jesus. Not just the easy ones, but the hard ones. Listen and read this sermon that Matthew shares with us. Not with an attitude of it being too hard, but with the attitude of what a vision it gives us for what life can be if we do life with Jesus. And don't build your house on a sandy foundation. Don't hear the words of Jesus and then decide they're too difficult or never even really intend to put them into practice. I'm amazed at the number of people who think that they can be a part of the kingdom of God, even though they have no desire to live according to the way that Jesus calls us to live, even though they have no real intention of even going to to God and saying, by your Holy Spirit, help me to be the person you intended me to be. Help us to be the community that you intended us to be. No, instead, accept Jesus' invitation. Look for the narrow gate. Be willing to take the more difficult road that requires us to search deep within us about those things that need to be changed within us, about the the, the muck and about all the stuff that needs to be cleared out in our lives so that we might also accept the invitation to be in relationship with God. First and foremost, 
Accept the invitation to open up ourselves so that God knows us and we know the heart of God. Then we'll no longer need commandments and rules because we will know what God wants us to do. Accept Jesus' invitation to build your life and your faith on a solid foundation. That when you understand what it is that Jesus calls you to do, that Jesus calls us to do, that we will indeed seek to put it into practice. Knowing that we do not do that in our own power. See, that's a great thing about this wonderful God that we created. He doesn't, he doesn't tell us to do this or that and then leave us alone and say, do the best you can. He comes to be with us if we simply open our lives up to guide us and to enable us to live into this kingdom vision. Do you hear Jesus' invitation today? Don't walk out of here and go past the narrow gate and hop back on the broad way. But open up your very lives to Christ this day. Invite Him to walk with you, and to show you the way, and to help you put into practice His teaching. Because it is the path to life and flourishing. It is the only way that this upside-down world will experience healing and hope and wholeness. May we hear Jesus' invitation today and respond by saying, I have decided to follow Jesus.